0: fucked up before this episode. I washed my hair, so I've got that big, poofy 70s hair. I'm John Chidley Hill.
1: I do not have that big, poofy 70s hair, but I am Sheldon Alexander.
0: I'm looking like a bearded Farrah Fawcett. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> uh, this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. What
1: a visual. Wow. What is that?
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's just move I, uh, on. Let's just move on from that.
0: I paint. I paint word pictures for a living, Sheldon. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> the night of hell begins mm-hmm. in the challenge. Not even in the house. They're in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the opening where Kyle is describing all the, I guess we'll call it food in front of them, mm-hmm. as they're chained up with their partners, and he says, "Noms testicles." He's only been gone a few minutes and you've already carved him up because they were ram's testicles. It's very funny. (laughs) Kyle's basically illiterate. (laughs) Uh, Kyle. He's a funny guy. (laughs) Um, Just broadly, what did you think of this daily competition?
1: So I think that they should have had this competition earlier on in the season because it would have forced more people to actually try right? Because more people would have needed skulls, more people would have been invested in trying to win. And so by having it this late, you kind of led to this point where you had to, you know, you had people just not care. So they're not going to eat anything or they're not going to try hard because they don't have to. Um, It made me kind of wish that maybe there was some type of penalty for coming in last right Mm -hmm. like maybe they add some twist and that's something like for future right like maybe you add some twist where it's like if you come in last you get like two extra votes in the deliberation or something like that like I don't know you make up something
0: I early on I did not like you I felt this competition was somewhat flat early on you know they've got all the strobe lights going off and they've got like the annoying noises and stuff and it you know, they had a bunch of them would scream and stuff, and I know this is nitpicking, but it's so clear that they were told to scream and moan and groan (laughs) and react. Like, they were told to play it up. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you can't tell me none of them have played Laser Quest before. Like, you can't tell me that none of them have been in a haunted house before. It was not that scary. No. You know, like, you're just standing there, It's and, like, at first I was like, well, maybe it's annoying because they started late at night. So like maybe this is designed to keep them up mm-hmm. super late. And we later hear that they were up until 5 a.m. But the, like I found that really off putting. And then like by the end, to your point, most of them weren't trying because most of them have skulls at this point. Like the stakes were pretty low for all of them. Yeah. Uh um, except really for Corey and Gabby who are the only ones that really want to get in and everyone else is just concerned with maintaining their partners
1: and how sad was it the other part that kind of made me mad was Nani because yeah like she actually needed to win but then she was the first person to quit and that part to me I was kind of like wait okay we can't be rewarding this kind of behavior but there's no way around it right like she knew already that if Cam won or if Leroy won they were gonna put her in and so that part kind of made this even worse to me right like if, if it was just a situation where okay well you know you have the two teams that need skulls they're both trying and going head to head cool but it wasn't that it was Leroy and and Casey going ham and beating everybody and they didn't even really need to win, but they were trying to win for Nani, and that part was kind of lame to me. That made the challenge even more lame.
0: I also thought it was lame. Like I understand why it happened, but when they got to having to do a math equation, mm-hmm. Cam basically solved it for Leroy and Casey, and like obviously and then, Cam and Leroy are in alliance. And fair enough. And then and later the we see happen? Fessy help Corey. Yeah. Yeah, Fessy helped Corey. But it's just uh, that said, I mean, I know and I should also say Fessy was very transparently trying to fail at this because he does not want to be partnered with Anissa anymore. I
1: got a lot to say about Fessy in this episode, man. Like there's a lot I don't really understand about Fessy. And I guess there's because the other part is this episode was was short, right? Like I want to give the producers credit because they did not try to fatten up an episode just to make it an hour and a half. They got to the point. They got to the basics. This is what you need to see. And if it's an hour of an hour, I'm doing air quotes of TV content, which is probably always around 40 something minutes with commercials. If that's what you got, that's what you got. And as a viewer, I'm good with that. I don't need it to be an hour and a half just because it's always an hour and a half. And I'm kind of... Very passionate about this, and I will tiptoe around why I'm saying this, because of political connects, as I've said time before on this pod, but it's 2021. The same TV rules that applied in 1995 don't apply now. Your show doesn't have to be a half hour or two hours or three hours or four hours. You don't have to take a break at this point or that point. It doesn't matter. Just give me the best content, and as a viewer, I'm happy. So when I looked at this on my guide and I saw that it was only an hour, I was like, oh, okay. An hour episode. Cool. They just got to the point. Didn't try to add in bootleg scenes. We didn't need, didn't try to create a whole other storyline and like, you know, add, no, I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. Let me know. I want to know what everyone else thinks, because I know this season as a whole has been a lot more less of the house drama and the house, whatever. But I feel like at this point of the season, anyways, we wouldn't be getting much house drama really anyways. Right.
0: No. Uh, uh, One of the things maybe, I don't know that I'd say it's a weakness of the challenge, but it's certainly sort of in an inherent part of the challenge is that as people get eliminated, the people that get eliminated are not liked in the house. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's, I mean, that's broad strokes. It's more complicated than that, but that's basically what happens. So there's a certain breaking point where everyone that's left in the house likes each other, right? Because they've gotten rid of everyone they dislike. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to shout myself out. I said this last episode of You Killed It Losing Devin and Josh and Lolo in one episode, like those three were really driving. Yeah. The I don't want to say entertainment because Lolo and Josh are annoying, but they were they were, you know, stirring it up. Yeah, they, they were the big storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say between know the three of them, they would
1: add at least two and a half extra scenes per episode.
0: For sure. 100 percent. One hundred P. One thing, though, that I have to I want to ask you. Is let's pretend you and I were chained together. We are partners and we had to do this. How do you think we would do?
1: I would like to think that I would just try. I think the eating challenge I'd be okay at. Because I think, ooh, let me think. Because I was going to say younger me. Like if I went back like a couple years, I feel like I'd be able to like put down any kind of food. Like I would try it. Older me now... I don't know. I've become a a basic, I was going to say a basic bitch in terms of what I eat all the time. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's pretty straightforward what I eat normally now. And like, it's not anything fancy schmancy or whatever. It's very basic and it's not very, you know, crazy at all. So I'd like to think that I would try anything. Um, So I think I'd give it a go. I'd like to be confident enough to say that I would give it a go, but I don't know.
0: As I ate my broccoli and brown rice <laughs> and pork for dinner and watched this, I was like, there's no I could I have faith in us. We could do because there are several stages and we should probably describe them. We could do every stage, but I would I would ruin us on the like gross eating like maybe the the cheese juice or whatever it was i think telling i could me cope about with the that
1: ram testicles like telling me what it is wouldn't
0: help that would make it yeah worse. no that's that would make it worse and like see like on the one hand it's i want to say there's an element that's mind over matter mm-hmm. like i want to say to myself they wouldn't give us this food if we couldn't eat it yeah. Like at yeah. the end of the day, they have insurance for sure. Right. But also like, I'm not good with eating things I don't like. Yeah. Like I've always been a picky eater and something that's gross. Like I have a strong gag reflex. <laughs> yeah. I would not, I would not do well this, but everything else. So the first stage was they had to jointly hold up a, a quote unquote bomb which was just a weighted ball but still they held it up for two hours which was crazy uh and in kyle and nani's case nani held it up and kyle had his hand on it yeah (laughs) that
1: was weird i didn't get that
0: but you and i i feel would do well at that and i think the move is you do what kyle and nani were doing but you alternate like every 10 minutes like one person does most of the holding and the other one like supports a little and then like Mm -hmm. so you get like your circulation back and stuff I think we do okay. With that we already discussed the eating gross things.
1: Yo, know, can I say something about the eating? Is it just me, yeah, or does course. Corey consistently have the worst like slow mo throw ups in like the history of the challenge?
0: He vomited. I have it in my notes <laughs> somewhere. I have yeah, Corey is throwing up so much. Like he was throwing up stuff that I think he'd eaten, like, three days before. <laughs> like, he, he was... And, like, I'll give him credit. Corey really gave it his all. Mm-hmm. As did Gabby. Um, but, man, you're right. He whew, it's it's he has explosive vomit. Like, oh, yeah. there's no other way. Like, on the back of his baseball card, it would say, like, explosive vomit for Corey. Like, it was just... It was a spray. The third task was to do a math equation. Yeah. And at this point, Leroy and Casey were already well ahead. And I noted this will slow them down. (laughs) The math equation, not Leroy and Cam's strong suit.
1: Leroy and Casey.
0: Sorry. It was Cam's strong suit. Cam's strong suit. (laughs) I feel like we do okay at that. So
1: I would probably not be much of a help, but I'd be okay i'd be okay but not much of a help
0: i was okay at math until they got into algebra like as soon as there was no numbers oh yeah in math class yeah i was, I was like what are we talking about here guys Yeah, I was. Out. like forget that but shout out to mr Okie. shouts um, to
1: my guy uh, darren wills who i remember one day because like we had a great math teacher named miss malloy mm, she was mm-hmm. a great great teacher just like Really cool people's, but also like cared about her students a lot, which I know doesn't sound like a compliment, but it is one of the greatest compliments if that makes sense. But I remember uh, Darren would always be like, we don't like, you know, talking, joking around in class, but it got to a point where she would just be like, okay, Darren, you have five minutes, go and just let him go for his five minutes because you know, and then we'd move on and get on with the class. But I remember one day, Darren's like, what's with all these letters? Like, when am I, he's like, even if I end up working at McDonald's, am I ever gonna need to to be like X McNuggets, plus, <laughs> plus Y French fries? Like that doesn't make any sense. I'm never gonna need to know this. <laughs> I Just remember that, that always stuck in my mind. So yes.
0: What yeah, fuck algebra and calculus and everything yeah. after that. More but like power to people was,
1: who do get that stuff, that's just not me.
0: This was this is going to confuse our American listeners. Shout out to bedmass cuz they don't oh, do bedmass. Really? In the US, they do pedmass. It's a whole different They do it in a different order than we do. How do you even know Canadian that? math for so Every so often it trends on Twitter or whatever oh, where people okay. argue about the proper way to do equations. Okay. I did not know that. But we do it different. Yeah. Interesting. Canadian math. Who knew? I did not know uh, that. See, this, the next... this is
1: why people come to this podcast, by the way. <laughs> For the random knowledge like that. Like who knows that? Who would have known that? People, please send us comments. Did you know that? That's all
0: I want to know. It's definitely bed mass in Canada, I forget what's in the what it is in the states, but they were it's base it's definitely with a p and they reverse the order of something whatever anyway um, the next step was to take tiny little hammers to break up cinder blocks, yeah uh they got through them pretty quickly or they edited it to make it look like it was pretty fast, yeah, I feel and those like... were like. Those are rock carving hammers, right? Like from the Shawshank Redemption. I feel like, like it's, there was a they're, lot of editing
1: to speed up what turned out to be a very boring uh, challenge. And I, I feel bad for the producer whose episode this was, right? Because you spend yeah. so much time coming up with it. You spend so much time plotting and setting up and making sure the lights are good, getting the sound to be crazy, setting up this. What What were we talking about it as a panic room? Right. Like you spend so much time setting all this up only to have them basically like shit on it by not even trying or having one team actually try and make it through the challenge. Right. And it's like that part sucks, but yeah, the like, think about how much more exciting that would have been if they were racing through that. And then someone would have passed them when they were trying to figure out the board. Right. So I don't know
0: uh while you were talking i looked it up so canada's bed mass there's one called bod mass. i don't even know what that is and then in the states it's usually PEMDAS. wow so we use a different order of operations in any event <laughs> um, i should say as we're just going through the blow by blow of how they had to do this escape room we're just describing leroy and casey
1: oh yeah because nobody else is doing and, shit
0: no one else was trying. People were quitting. The only other ones that were really competing are uh, Corey and Gabby. And at the point that uh, Casey and Leroy are breaking the cinder blocks with their little Shawshank Redemption hammers, uh, Corey and Gabby, they're still eating. So uh, Casey and Leroy are already like two steps ahead of them.
1: I have a question. Because you mentioned Shawshank's Redemption twice, maybe even three times already. Is there anyone that doesn't like that movie?
0: Assholes? I don't know.
1: It's a great movie, right? Like that is, (laughs) that is like most people would say one of the greatest movies
0: of all time, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It really holds up. Yeah,
1: it's a great, 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 great movie. Okay, that's all. Tangents, that's all.
0: Shout out to the Rewatchables. Uh, so then the next step, again, which is Casey and Leroy, is that they have to scratch off this like chalkboard mm-hmm. to get like a clue in the corner of the cage, which actually seemed to slow them down more than the equation and the cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Corey and Gabby are starting to catch up. The final step but they get the clue from the chalkboard is that there are tools underneath the ground. So they have to dig with their hands in the ground. They get these little uh files like metal files. Yep. And they use those to cut through little loops of wire that were holding the cage shut. They run to TJ, he unlocks their chains, and that's it, they win. Yeah. Uh notably, mm-hmm. TJ congratulates uh, Leroy and Casey and praises Corey and Gabby and CT for their effort and then criticizes everyone else for not trying. Yeah. So at least TJ was on the same page as you and I as this was sort of a flat competition because it was essentially just two teams competing. I will say I felt Anissa tried. but
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I have an idea. And maybe they've done this before in some season of the challenge, but it's definitely a big brother thing with the have-nots, right? Mm. And imagine Mm. if TJ in a season, right, when there's a challenge and you can clearly tell someone didn't try, if he was automatically able to give people and make them a have-not, meaning like you have to sleep in the shitty room tonight, with like no actual bed, no actual whatever. I wouldn't mess with people's pillows, or sorry, with people's food, with people's pillows. I wouldn't mess with people's food because I feel like the challenge, like you actually have to like go out and do like actual physical competitions. And so to deprive someone of the nourishment of actual food might be a little too far as opposed to Big Brother where like you're balancing an egg on a spoon or some stupid challenge like that. but if you said something where it's like, you got to sleep in this cold ass room on the floor with like no blanket or some shit like that, whatever it is, but something where TJ was able to hand out penalties to people who quit or don't try in a challenge that might eliminate some of what we've seen this season where certain teams don't try at certain points.
0: I like your thinking. I'm open to this idea. I really liked it. Earlier this season, where they basically, well, they threatened to switch the vote by eliminating everyone's vote. Yes. When they blatantly didn't try. Yeah. But I don't know that they could do that in this situation. So I like your idea of like have-nots or some sort of punishment. Yeah. For being in last or for not competing hard enough because it it did suck it 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 made it less interesting or if they had had an incentive beyond mm-hmm. just Cause like it was pretty clear the house was settled on who they were going to vote for. Yeah. So it was pretty straightforward. uh, It was pretty straightforward. I did have a question for you. Okay. That came up in this and in the next scene. When did Fessy and Corey become friends again? Because Fessy was helping Remember when they had the heart to heart? Maybe it was after that Fessy when Fessy first said that he's an introvert, but I thought Corey wasn't buying it.
1: I think as the season progressed, Corey really didn't have anywhere else to turn. So he might as well just side Mm -hmm. where the numbers are and keep himself safe, even though it hasn't helped him get a skull, obviously. But he's kept himself safe and he stayed in the house while his partners keep getting eliminated Um, but I think just being able to make up with Fessy, he had no other options. Really. It was either. Do you join this, the side of CT or you join the side of the numbers, which was Fessy, which was Leroy, which was cam Nani, Mm -hmm. all of them. Right. So I saw that my thing is here because what ends up happening after, right? Like, well, I don't know where we want to go here. Do we want to go to Fessy well, and, and or do we want to go to Nani?
0: Well, let's talk, let's talk about Fessy, Gabby, and Tori because I was going to okay, mention. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I was, thought.
0: I was going to get into that. Let's do it afterwards. Fessy and Gabby mm-hmm. find themselves with a bit of a quiet space mm-hmm. and share a, a kiss, mm-hmm. and then every it's clear everyone's asleep, and in the one of the bedrooms. They have a pretty heavy makeout session. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, Corey and Fessy are hanging and clanging. Well, we assume it's You're next You're a big body guy.
1: In fairness, we assume it's next morning, but it's not the next morning, right? Like, this is just a magic of editing yeah. to make it seem like it's next morning. Yeah. Head tap to the producers and editors because that's a great job. But go on.
0: <laughs> so they're hanging and clanging. You know, as a big body guy, what that's all about. <laughs> uh, and they're talking about what their is love that? lives. <laughs> yep. Uh and by theirs I mean Fessies and Cory's like, so what's happening with Gabby? Which is like shouts to Corey for definitely like peeping that there was a camera watching them and it was like, Okay, <laughs> like I know what I I know my role here. Mm-hmm. And then and Fessy's like, Yeah, you know, we're hitting it off and then Corey is like, What'd be happening if Tori was in the house though? Which is just, I mean, so our female listeners, that's a real thing that guys do to each other where they're like, yeah, but what about this girl you definitely like more? <laughs> wow. So You know it's true, Sheldon.
1: There's a lot of things I want to say here. And the first thing I'm going to say is this would suck to watch as Gabby. Whatever the timeline oh, is, too. however this conversation played out, like whatever the timeline was, just the whole fact that at some point... And I haven't done the Twitter or Instagram deep dives to know what's happened after the show. If, you know, Gabby and Fessy are a thing or if Tori and Fessy are a thing. I have no idea. Right. So that's first off. I'm sure someone will hit us up in the mentions and and let us know with the Internet deep dives that people do nowadays. So they'll let us know. We'll update that next week.
0: And, and we welcome and appreciate that. It's just we're recording immediately after the show finished. Correct. So we're focused on each other. We're not scoping out Twitter. Sorry, but, continue. Sharing. No, I'm just
1: saying it would really suck in whatever gender you are to watch someone that you were making out with, that you held out on for so long because you were like, nope, nope, I'm not playing his game. I'm not playing his game. And then you finally give in only to later see that you were maybe the second choice, right? Or like it's just happening because someone else was gone, that would suck. I'd be hella cheesed. And I mean if Gabby and Fessy are a thing now, which I don't think I mean I shouldn't say that because I have no idea. But if they are a thing now, that's kind of when you look to the other side of the couch and you're like, uh although you would assume if they were a thing and I'm doing way too much speculating right now. But if they were a thing, you'd get the heads up like, hey, well, you might see this conversation and blah, blah, blah. But either way, that would suck. The other thing is. <laughs> this conversation is so bro. <laughs> Do
0: you know what I, I mean? mean? Like, would you expect any less? It's For sure.
1: For sure. But it was so just like
0: surprised they weren't doing the classic rubbing their hands together because Corey loves to do that when he's having. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And as I said, I think last week or the week before I was at a friend's house and we were watching old seasons of the challenge and it was rivals three and invasion. But this is like prime Corey, just like Mm -hmm. doing Corey, let's say. He wasn't
0: just doing Corey, but I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, like there was – I forget which one it was. I think it was Invasion when he's in the house at the same time with Anissa, Kayla, and someone else that he hooked up with. Anissa, Kayla, and I'm forgetting someone. There's someone I'm forgetting. No, no, no. Someone else I'm forgetting. But anyways, the point is just seeing that was like – to see to compare that to Corey now to where he's out of the drama this was kind of a flashback because it's like oh fessy is now playing that role that Corey was back in the day that was kind of you know looking at that and seeing oh well they edit this season a little bit differently than they did back then because back then it was like yo like everyone gathering to watch ashley and uh jamie jamie in the like bathroom downstairs like it was a thing um but yeah i don't know i found it interesting too that they let in they sorry i'll let you go i'll let you go
0: i was just gonna say i agree with you that i felt bad for gabby in this scene and i I like i don't want to assume how she's feeling i don't want to put words in her mouth But I imagine it would suck that on some level in her gut, I think she'd been hesitant with him before because she'd sensed the chemistry with Tori Mm -hmm. and she held out and then Tori was gone. And I guess she let herself believe or talked herself into thinking that she was his number one. And then like, it's all right here. Yeah. That she's not. And like that would just, that would, like you said, we don't know where they stand right now any of them i mean we know Tori and jordan have broken up but oh that ooh, that was i felt real bad for gabby who i have to say i really like yeah like i'm a of of this year's rookies i think gabby's my favorite
1: yeah i mean it was interesting and i i think my other part that i found interesting about that whole just scene was the fact of Corey bringing up Oh, I hear Tori and Jordan things aren't going too well, and I mm-hmm. wonder how much, you know, how much they showed Tori ahead of time to like be able to edit that into the show. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we know that Tori came out before the season started saying, "Hey, they broke up," whatever, but that wasn't really talked about when Tori was on the show. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that never came up with with Tori at all that they were on the rocks or whatever. So it's just interesting how that was edited into this episode where Corey is saying, Oh yeah, I hear things aren't going too well there. And so like, there was a lot of leaps being taken, let's say by Corey Um, that makes you think that he might know more than we think.
0: Well, I don't even know that necessarily that Corey knew more, but sometimes you can just tell when a relationship is circling the drain That's fair. Right? Like, there's just certain things where you're like, huh. You know? And, like, it's, you know, we've, let's be honest, we've all been on Instagram and noticed when, you know, someone's significant other is not appearing as often in the stories, you know? That is a thing. Uh, And back when we used to be able to see people in person, there's other sometimes telltale signs where, like, someone wouldn't get mentioned as often. Or like someone would be more flirtatious than they used to be. There's just, and you know, to Corey's credit, he's an observer of humanity. Mm-hmm. He, he has some insights. So maybe he, I mean, he did specifically say that Tori said that she and Jordan had been struggling, but maybe he picked up on other things as well in the house, the way she carried herself. You know, I think a telltale sign that he might have is the frequency of the calls home, and sure. the duration,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like you compare that to say a Durrell himself, who's yeah, to himself. Great point. You know, if Tori's phone calls are only like five minutes, yeah, whereas Corey's phone calls he's like maxing out on like the thirty minutes or whatever they get, well, you know, totally. totally. Maybe maybe he's just observing. Um, I was wondering, we go to the liquor dome and you're, you're a resident expert on the club scenes on the challenge. Okay. Have the parties on this season of the challenge gotten better as the season goes on? I think, cause this looks like they were having the best time yet this season.
1: I think they've shown us more. Right, just because I think maybe as it's gone along, cause I keep thinking about from a production side, how I would handle it, right? And what I would do is they would all get there and I'd be like, okay guys, give me like five minutes of you guys dancing, right? And that's when they're all in a circle and someone's in the middle doing dumb stuff. And I think you just get to the point where it's like, give me five minutes of this, give me five minutes of you guys talking, And then I'm out and you guys enjoy your night. And so Mm. by this point, you kind of just get into the groove. Whereas maybe in the very beginning, you were actually trying to be the fly on the wall and figure out what's going on and see how people are acting and try to whatever. But now you're just getting down to business um, from all sides, whether you're the production team or whether you are on the show. Uh, So I think that's what it was. But the the weird thing I found about this whole uh, Liquor Dome scene was Cam was trying to gas up Nani by telling her, like, yeah, Gabby is weak and she's not confident. She didn't even want to go in when she had a chance to get someone way smaller than her before. But then Nani kind of had a different vibe where she didn't seem confident at all. And she seemed kind of scared of Gabby And that kind of threw me off. That kind of made me wonder... Okay, well, what is going to happen in this elimination? Because there wasn't really much of a deliberation, to be honest, at all. But it was funny to see, like, wait, what is going to happen in this elimination? Who is going to win?
0: Yeah, I was. We'll get to the elimination, but I did think of it as more of a toss up Mm -hmm. than anything. Um, I do want to talk about the deliberation. because
1: There is something I want to talk about
0: here. For sure. All right. You go first. Cause so, I know you've been warmed up for this. Well,
1: the main topic for sure was, you know, after everything seems calmed down because everyone's just on the same page Darrell, which I wonder if this was production or if this was Darrell stirring the pot, but Darrell says, well, will any of you guys be switching partners? And then it's kind of awkward because Nani's like, Oh, I don't know. Um, Gabby's like, uh, oh, maybe, and then you can see Anisa getting all, you know, and here's the part I don't understand about this at all. Okay. And I'd like you to answer this, John. I'd also like the people listening or watching this to answer this as well. But who would you rather run a final with Fessy CT Leroy or Durrell? like rank those people. Because to me, I don't get like Fessy's not first on my list.
0: I'd say Fessy is second last, uh, ahead of Kyle. Yeah. Right? But like my number one choice would probably be Durrell. Yeah. Then C T then Leroy. Then Fessy. Thank Kyle. And you know what? Like, in some ways, I prefer Kyle. Well, Kyle beat him in the last final, no? Do I have that right? Didn't
1: Kyle beat Fessy? Yeah,
0: because Fessy gassed out. And Kyle has done better, has done well in other ones. Kyle's more fun. Like, I think he's more upbeat. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Fessy has it all over Kyle in terms of like strength and like carrying stuff but not in endurance not in terms of puzzles like kyle always jokes about how dumb he is but he's he's not that bad like there's definitely on a scale of nelson to ct when it comes to puzzles like he's he's definitely above nelson well
1: the other part is the final is never just about being the biggest and fastest. no
0: right it's never and that's about something that. they don't understand. Here's what I'm confused about. Is it just me, or is everyone overthinking who their partner will be for the final?
1: Well, that like part we've too. got, because it's just a huge assumption.
0: We, yeah, it's a huge assumption that you're stuck with that partner throughout. And like, I think there's maybe a five percent chance that's actually the case. Mm-hmm. Like, surely they're going to make them switch partners or rotate through partners as they've done like in previous seasons, like free agents and whatever, where it's like, you know, you run this stage with a partner and then you have to switch. I
1: just watched invasion where Camilla is so rattled because so Ashley wins and Camilla Mm -hmm. is so mad because she basically, you know, she, her and Corey. Oh, that's who it was. It was Camilla. I was saying the three people that Corey hooked up in the house, right? It was Camilla. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, Camilla and Corey, When they were working together, they started beefing. Um, Camilla used, she was partnered with CT at the very beginning, but that was like the easiest part. And she would, she smoked that. She would have smoked that with any one of the three guys in the finals because it was CT, Corey, and Nelson. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she just ended up getting partnered with, you know, Corey and Nelson. When she, if she just swapped that out, she probably would have done a lot better. Instead, she ends up losing to Ashley. But your point remains. The initial partners going in were CT and Camilla, but they rotate through to make it a little difficult. And so does it really matter? Because if Anise is in a final anyways, chances are you might end up being partnered with her at some point anyways. And it's all an assumption.
0: Yeah. I also, I want to make another point. And by I want to make another point, I mean, I'm going to read... A point made by one of our listeners. Okay. Uh, friend of the show, Nick Ashburn. Uh, first of all, he has said that he's been listening to the podcast, uh, and it's been an excellent compliment to Pandemic Sanity Walks. So thank you very much, Nick. Cool, cool.
1: I'll take that. I'll and take
0: that. He made a lot of very interesting points, but he made an excellent point where or he expanded on a point that you made. You'd said when we're talking about ct switching from big t to cam you you sheldon you made a you said there's an argument for casey and nick expanded on that point and he made some excellent points okay that cuz like you and i had only last week really talked about there being it being binary that ct either was going to stay with big t or go with cam mm-hmm. nick made a case that it's actually would have been better for him to go with Casey. So I'm just gonna read what Nick has to say. Cam has made it to two finals and hasn't impressed in either, whereas Casey lost to an absolute monster but came second in her only try. Cam's specialty is strength, which players better in eliminations, which plays better in eliminations, while Casey is speed and endurance. Cam wants to be the leader, CT wants to be the leader. CT would be unable to dictate to Cam uh, and there is serious butt heading, butting head potential. Casey is extremely chill and would be happy to have CT dictate strategy which suits him. Um, and in conclusion, if you go with Casey you get a partner who may be better suited to a final fits your style better, and seems less likely to get stolen since everyone was fighting over Cam. And for bonus points, you don't piss off Kyle, who might be the only guy who, like CT, isn't actively working against him.
1: All great points.
0: I think think Nick made a really strong case for CT picking Casey. And also, it opens up Leroy to pick Cam, which is his ultimate goal. And then it's not on CT. And yeah. also no one's going to get mad at Leroy for being like, I'm going to go with my woman. <laughs> right? Like no one, no one can reasonably get mad at that. Yeah.
1: No, I totally agree. So I
0: think Nick made an excellent point. But I also stand by my assertion that I think everyone's really overthinking this.
1: Yeah. No, I, to- I totally agree with that. I, I just find it interesting because now I can't wait to see what the twist is going to be in the final. Because it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't like the Fessy angle. So like this whole thing about everyone wants to be partnered with Fessy, I didn't really get, but also I didn't like the Fessy angle talking about Anissa just because mm-hmm. you can think that Anissa isn't going to be good in a final, but to say that you think she's just trying to attach yourself, attach herself to him and win a million dollars. Like, does he not know how the show works? Like, I don't think that, you can carry your partner to a finals victory. Like rarely have we seen that happen. I don't even know if we have seen that happen to where like someone is just done and their one partner carries them completely to a, to a win. Like if we've seen that, maybe we've seen that once or twice and I can't even think of it off the top of my head. Like we've seen parts where a partner might've struggled and they're being motivated mm-hmm. like hey come on come on let's go let's go but in terms of like someone just completely being carried although who was laurel's partner that she carried up the hill was that wes zach zach
0: did they win kenny, that kenny no because of zach oh okay that's what um and kenny zach kenny Gastel. carried wes yeah kenny carried wes in the first rivals but do you know what I'm saying,
1: though? Like, I'm saying, yeah. you know, in this instance of to say Anisa's actively just trying to say, well, Fessy will win me a million dollars. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just didn't like how what that a, was coming off. It came off like a real jerk.
0: He did. I do think that Fessy's being a real jerk in general. But also, Fessy's not a complete player. And neither is Anissa. Ct and Durrell are complete players. Mm-hmm. She's not on the show anymore, but Smashley is a complete player. Like those three can do it all. Jordan can do it all. Uh, Johnny Bananas can do it all. Uh, Jenny can do it all. Like they're they're all previous champions for a reason. Kara can do it all. Mm-hmm. Where they're good at puzzles, they're good at endurance, they're good at strength. Like they're they've got. They might not be the best at any one of those categories. Wes, you know, they might not be the best at any one of those categories. But they're average, they're average, above average, or really good at all of them. Fessy is not great at puzzles. And he's not great at endurance from what we've seen. Anissa is very good at puzzles. Yeah. So I know that... He's worried that she's going to gas out, that she's going to hold him back, that she's not going to be so good. But like he has such an inflated sense of self. He doesn't recognize his own shortcomings, which she is definitely better at than he is. There's no doubt that Anissa is better at puzzles than Fassi.
1: And we know that's going to be a thing.
0: And that's going to be a thing. So... Like, I understand his concerns about her endurance and some other things. But, like, I hate that he's coming from this place where he believes that he's better than her in every way. I just he's didn't not. like
1: the way that he was going about it. That's my thing. Like, no. even if you think that's the case, you don't have to say it like that. Like, she's just trying to attach herself. Like, get out of here. Get
0: over yourself, bro. Um. So, as we know, Gabby and Corey are compromised. Yep. Basically, the whole house votes for them. Yep. And then when we get to the crater, Leroy and Casey follow through to back up Nani, vote Nani and Kyle. And Kyle looks pretty worried <laughs> that he's going to be going against Corey. Uh, TJ has a little fun at Kyle's expense, but it is a women's elimination. Operation Ring of Spies. Um, and it's pretty straightforward. There's a ring hanging above a ring, and they have to uh, run from opposite ends, grab the ring, then scrap in the ring, over the ring, and whoever wrestles it away, it's essentially pull wrestle, but whoever wrestles it away and gets it over uh, one of their posts, uh, best of three wins, Going into this, we've seen this before, I should say. But yeah. going into this, who did you think was going to win?
1: So, to be honest, before seeing what the actual elimination was going to be, I thought Gabby was going to win. Then, when I saw that it would be, there'd be a physical aspect to it. When I saw the physical aspect, I was like, okay, I think Nani has a really good chance to win and she should
0: win. Really? So, when I saw what it was, I thought, I thought Gabby was going to win. Although Nani is taller, which is an advantage to get the ring that's suspended above the wrestling ring, Gabby is, I think, a physically stronger person. She looks more muscular. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nani, she acknowledges in confessional, gets into her own head really easily, like, psychs herself out. Bit of that Josh syndrome. And... Uh, I mean, early on, I was feeling positive. Gabby quickly gets the first ring, yep. and and sprints to her own poles. Nani catches her, tackles her, but Gabby powers through and takes a one nothing lead. Yeah, and I I thought Nani was done at this point.
1: So I honestly thought that after Nani, the one the one thing that I think really bodes well for nani in this situation was everyone rooting for her like we Mm. talked about it last week leroy if leroy's cheering for you leroy is a good hype man to have in your corner and i think everyone cheering for her really made it made her like you know live in the moment a little more and realize like yo you can't lose this i also think and i would love to know i'm surprised i haven't seen many tweets about it yet But I would love to know how dirty it got because I feel like there were some scenes that they kind of edited where it looked like they were fighting and it looked like there might have been some elbow or like a a kick, you know, to like help separate. But then they kind of cut away from it. And I wonder if it got kind of dirty. And then Gabby even alluded to the fact of, you know, I got to change my mindset and do whatever I can to, to win. Right. And it seemed like Nani, Nani has been in this before. And someone said she's a scrapper and she is. So, you know, the fact that it got into that, into more of a scrap. And that's why I thought Nani could win, because if it went like that, we know Gabby doesn't want the smoke, which is no like knock on her. It's just we talk about this all the time. You either want the smoke or you don't. And if you run into a challenge like that, and you might think you're okay with contact until you have to be okay with contact, right? And just look how the last one ended. The last one ended with Nani just running around because Gabby barely even like
0: ran into her. She deked out Gabby like a Latina Barry Sanders. It was was something else. Wow. Well played. (laughs) Thank you. I definitely had that written down. I'm not even going to pretend like that was off the cuff. But what always interests me, because we've, like I said, we've seen this before. Here's my mindset if I was competing in this. If I saw that my opponent got to the ring before me and had jumped for it, I just hit them. I'm yeah. I'm squaring them up and spearing them to the ground. Yeah. Especially if it's the first round, like I'm gonna hurt them so that I don't have to worry about the later rounds. Makes sense. Like I know it's dirty. You guys can at me. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but I would like that first. That first one, I would be looking for contact, especially if they jumped. Yeah. And they're exposed as they reach out. Oh yeah. And, like, if I jump first, my knees are coming up with me. Like, I'm not playing. Uh, to your point about playing dirty, there was one point where it looked like Nani put her knee on Gabby's head. Yes. And then they quick cut. And I'm sure it because TJ was like, no, like, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure.
0: Um, I have to say, so Nani wins, 2-1. Mm-hmm. And my immediate like it's so telling in these eliminations because it shows you who you really like when you have to choose between two. I was really disappointed that Gabby lost. See And I don't dislike Nani, but I was just I didn't like that
1: Nani was rewarded for not trying in the challenge.
0: Mm, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah. there was part of me that was like, shouldn't I be happy that she finally made it to a final? Or, you know conceivably made it to a final. I'm doing air quotes, but you know, and then I realized, no, it's her own fault that she never makes it to the final. She always has a chance to make it to a final and then loses right before the final comes up. Like she even said, this was one of the first wins that she's had in an elimination in a very long time. And so that's self inflicted that she kept losing or would never make it to the final. So my reasoning here in watching and not being that happy for her when she won is solely based off the fact that she didn't really deserve it. Like I don't I shouldn't say that. She deserves it cuz she beat Gabby, right? She won the elimination cool. She beat it.
0: She won it fair and square. But she
1: should have beat her, right? If we're mm-hmm. talking about vet versus rookie in this in this instance. But I just didn't like the vibe and the whole vibe of what happened earlier with the actual challenge and her not trying because she knows someone else is going to put her in. And hey, that happens in prior seasons. It happens with other players. And I get that. And I wouldn't like that either. So I think that's kind of what it came down to. But I will say I'm okay with Nani saying over Gabby because we get less of Fessy being the man.
0: Because mm-hmm. we would have gotten mm-hmm. more of
1: those scenes of Fessy just being like, Yeah, I can tell when someone, like, even what he was saying to Gabby when they're beside, like, talking to each other. And he's like, You know, I can always kind of tell when someone likes me. And, and it's just like, Dude, chill out, bro. Like, it's like the Chris you're Rock. You're doing bit. too much. Yeah, you're doing too much. It's a, uh, actually, I can't say that. <laughs> there, I can't say that bit. But I was going to say a Chris Rock bit, which. I ended up wa- a couple weeks ago, tangent. Sorry people, I apologize. Couple weeks ago, uh Chris Rock's stand-up like Bigger and Blacker and one of the other ones. I can't remember what the other one was called. were are both on HBO. Like just on TV right after the the other. And I caught myself watching it and I thought, first off, I could just watch this on demand whenever I want. Why am I watching this now?
0: It hits different when you stumble across it.
1: But I thought to myself, as I'm watching it, I'm like, wait, I don't know if they should be able to just play this anymore. Like a lot of the things, if you go back and listen to it now, I don't know if you could say that in 2021. And it was just interesting. And that just hit me right now when I was about to say, well, you know, like Fessy, it's like the Chris Rock bit. And I caught myself. I'm like, ooh, I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I just caught myself. Stopped. But hey. Never mind. We'll move on. Fessy. I mean, I guess he'll have to either chill out and just focus on the final or wait to play his own version of Challenge Bachelor once the show ends. (laughs)
0: Uh, Um,
1: Shouts to Haley, by the way.
0: Yeah, shouts to Haley. Uh, (laughs) So Nani steals Fessy from Anissa. Of course. Anissa has the choice of Corey and Kyle. Mm -hmm. And My line of the episode is Anissa saying, Corey, I love you, but not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and that she's coming for her Irish prince, Kyle, which is hilarious because he's not Irish. <laughs> that was um, actually
1: my line, too. I thought it was great.
0: <laughs> and uh, then Big T and Corey are partnered, his seventh partner of the season, which is incredible. It's a great record. Big Big T, that's definitely a record. Big T says that she's going to burn some sage. She's going to do what she can to cleanse his aura so that his curse is lifted. Uh, You know, are they the only two that don't have gold skulls at this point?
1: Uh, No. I feel like, who else doesn't have a skull? Someone else doesn't have a skull. Uh, Hmm, that's a good point who else is left maybe you're right yeah maybe they are the only ones that don't have skulls left
0: you're right um and kyle hates that he's partnered with anisa which again Anissa's not that bad and again we really don't know what's going to happen with partners in the final so kyle also should do less agreed we've already said what our lines of the episode were. I have a, I have a runner up for my line of the episode. Okay. Which is CT says, Kyle's so lazy. If he could find a way to not breathe on his own, he would, which, (laughs) Hey, what, what a vibe, what a mood. That's how I am. Most weekends. (laughs) Who is your MVP? Who killed it for you this week? I'm giving
1: it to Casey and Leroy. Cause they actually oh. tried hard in the challenge and won the challenge. And I'm going to give them a little more credit. Cause even though they got help from cam, they at least went through the paces and completed the challenge. And that I like, I like people that try and they tried. So I'm, I'm in on that.
0: Fair enough. I'll tell you. No one really sticks out to me as an MVP this no. week. A close like, runner-up. I'm sort up. of stuck.
1: A close runner-up is Gabby, just because it's the last time we'll see Gabby this season.
0: And she tried. Like, I think she really gave it her all. Sure. Uh, she definitely should have done the Hall Brawl when she had the chance. Correct. Uh, yeah, like, I don't want to say that Nani was the MVP. I wouldn't say that there's an LVP either. Exactly. Actually, you know what? Who You know who the LVP is? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Fessy is the LVP. Ooh. And like, guys, don't get upset. This is a mild LVP. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like the Tabasco ketchup of mild <laughs> level of spice. It's just that he's lost both of his his uh, female interests.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He did shed anisa which was a big concern but honestly i thought he came off as a jerk this episode totally I, I think i think gabby's gonna want to have uh some conversations with him after this uh i think anisa i mean anisa's not a huge fan of his but i think Anissa's gonna want to have some conversations he just he didn't come off great this episode
1: i agree uh i would say my my real mvp though would be the producers of the show that only made the show an hour And I think that matters because not trying to stretch it out was a great call by whoever made that call. Good job.
0: I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I'm sure they could use that uh, extra 30 minutes on MTV somehow. Another episode of ridiculousness would be my guess. I was just going to make a ridiculous (laughs) joke. You know, they could probably fit that in. Or here in Canada, Corner Gas.
1: No, it's always ridiculousness, even here in Canada. Anytime you go to MTV, ridiculousness is on. And I don't get it.
0: Uh, I don't think anyone gets it.
1: Like Rob Diedrich must have shares
0: in MTV or or something. I just don't understand. Like the challenge is so popular. And I know that they like they've made it appointment viewing and like kudos to them on that. But why don't they show old seasons? Yeah, right, nice. like, especially especially with uh, the OG's season coming up, like, why aren't they showing them from the beginning? Like, I know that's available on the CBS streaming service, but, like, why aren't they showing, like, the original seasons of the challenge so no that idea. people can get versed and, like, get hyped up? I would for assume
1: maybe season? it's something to do with the contracts
0: and maybe you'd have to pay yeah. people. Maybe, I don't know. Like uh, residuals, royalties? Maybe. I don't know. I literally have no idea. I don't know, but it's, man, it's a problem. And like, this isn't even controversial. Like the cast members of the challenge make fun of it. Show all the seasons of the real world. Show Beavis and Butthead. Like show Ren and Stimpy. Like there's MTV properties that they could dust off and show in reruns like but dust off some old yo mtv raps like what the hell's
1: oh i'm not even gonna say her name because i don't even want to give her any shine at all i was gonna say homegirl on uh whatever on ridiculousness but i don't want to
0: give her any shine but anyways yeah even uh why am i blanking on it wild and out yeah although i hate nick cannon but like oof yeah mix it up It's a lot of ways we can go with that conversation, but not going to do it. Where can people find you on social media?
1: Find me on Twitter, at Shell Alexander on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander on YouTube. Also, Sheldon Alexander, where you can watch this glorious video of us talking about the challenge each and every week like and subscribe lots of whole grain goodness there on the YouTube channel we got a Twitch channel as well on blast podcast lots of stuff going on tell your friends as we always say
0: and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J Chidley Hill and until next week this was you killed it you
1: killed can... you been a while
0: my god that lung capacity